0: Bert Martinez. Bert L- Bert, Bert, you get A personality and quite a personality and a marketing consultant. Thank you for being on today, Bert. You bet.
1: You bet. Good to be here.
0: Bert's also been my uh, mentor when it comes to this radio show. He's the one that said, Adam, you need to get on the radio. You need to do this now. Right. right. And he showed me the, the ways to do it, and he actually has a program that he uh, helps people set up their own podcast radio show. Correct? That's right. Now, why do you think it's so important? We'll just jump right into it. Okay. Why do you think it's so important to do this? Why do this? Why even? We're on Facebook Live today, also. You can sure. also see us on uh, the uh, Ultra Perform channel on YouTube.
1: But why is it so important to do this? Why do this? All right. So the the easy question or the easy answer to that is because the more credibility and authority you have, the faster you build trust. So you look at somebody, let's say, like a Mark Cuban. If Mark Cuban calls you up and, you know, let's just let's say you're in the business world and Mark Cuban calls you up, most likely you're going to take his call. Why? Because you know him. He has a certain level of credibility and authority, mm-hmm. and th- that also means there's a certain level of trust. Now, if somebody else calls you up that you don't know, chances are you're not going to you're not going to get on the phone. So, so that's well, the big like, difference.
0: You're already listening. Who are you? Can you help me? Is there is my time? Val, is is there a reason why I need to listen to you? right? Are you the value? Are you listening to? You? Is there value? Right. If he says it's more Cuban, you go. You isn't have here. no idea why he's he Might be calling you to. to might be wrong number. You. Yeah, wrong number. He might be calling to bitch you
1: out, but you're going to listen to him because he's credible. All right. So I'm going to send Mark a text. Let him know we're talking about him, and you know it's so. So that's the importance of having authority. Credibility—it just makes your trust level go through the roof. So why do people write books? Because they want that authority, they want that credibility, and that trust. Um, and, and so, the—you uh, know—that's th- the reason you, you do publicity. The reason we do videos. Um, and uh, let's see. So I'm going to put on here. Hi, Mark, comma we're live on Facebook talking about you and doing business with you because of the level of authority, comma, credibility, comma, and trust that is automatic because you built your name up in the business world. Okay. So, all right. Anyway, bottom line is, That's what authority and credibility does for you. It helps blow up your trust because ultimately you do business with people that, you know, like, and trust. That's it. Nothing has changed. No like and trust. So on the other side of that is if somebody says buy my widget for a buck and let's say you don't know this guy and maybe you don't trust him that much. It's a buck. You're not, you know, it's no big deal. You don't mind risking a dollar. But now if you change that and say, Hey, it's, It's $1,000 or it's $10,000 or it's $100,000 then you have to have that trust or the deal's not going to happen. Another good example of this is when you go to buy a car at a dealership. How many of us hate going to a dealership and buying a car because we don't trust what's going to happen? That's true. I mean, that is it. Now, Mm -hmm. on the flip side of that... You won't even
0: skip buying a used car ever because you're worried about the what they're saying the right. trust. you don't have the trust or the, they don't have the credibility and you want to buy a new car instead because you know there's going to be less to deal with. less hassle less
1: right hassle. and so another another thing another example of this whole authority credibility and trust and why it's so important is i have um, a friend of mine who's a dentist and he works in houston texas And he literally has clients flying in from out of town to get their dental work done because they trust him that much. My wife will travel across city, right? She'll spend 30, 40 minutes in traffic because she wants to get to a hairstylist that she trusts that much. And now that hairstylist, interestingly, has moved out of town, so she's no longer here in the Gilbert, Phoenix area. And so she is going to take a trip. Uh, our, our daughter is getting married and so she's going to take a trip and she's going to uh, have a layover, get her hair done, and then get to where my daughter is. That is how incredible that whole authority, credibility, and trust thing is. And so things like having a podcast, uh, having publicity, uh, being in, you know being uh, quoted in a magazine or on a show, writing a book, all these things add to your level of authority, your level of credibility, and expedites your trust level. And, and that's really it. And, and so there's other things that people can do because sometimes, you know, you don't have the budget. You don't have the time to get, a, you know, to, to write a book or to get a bunch of publicity. You know, you need to, think to make things happen now. And there are examples where people have been able to do that in, in uh, we call it in business, and do it without having a, anybody really know who they are. And if you want, we can get into that.
0: Okay.
1: All right. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get well, into that. I was going to ask you a different question. Okay. Get into that. All right. So I don't know if anybody, good. If anybody remembers uh, Famous Amos Cookies. So Famous Amos still, Cookies, they're still they're around. Little uh, packages. Little packages. Mm-hmm. Um, famous Amos is no longer involved with the company. And they're not... So in fam- the media so anymore. Famous
0: Amos, who is Famous Amos? Is that a person? Is famous a Amos famous?
1: Is, a, uh, is a person who created the Famous Amos Cookies. And the way he launched it, because, of course, nobody's going to buy cookies from people they don't know. So what did he do? He had him, himself, and I believe like seven or eight or maybe ten people were out in the streets right near his bakery, and they were handing out free cookies. Free cookies. So free overcomes that skepticism free overcomes me trusting you. We see this when you go to the mall, you go by the food court, and people are out there with the, you know, try my chicken, try my, you know, uh, my dead dog, try my, whatever, try my food because
0: free. Exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a thing. In Korea, it's, it's in Korea. Yeah. Uh, some places in China. And um, so free is a, one of the best ways to instantly build authority and credibility and trust because you remove the whole, you remove risk from the consumer. And in this case, you're moving all the risk. Hey, try my cookie. Here's a sample of my food. Try my service. I'm going to give it to you for free. And if you like it, then you pay me. And that works. It works really well. So a sample. A sample. sample. Yeah. A free trial in the industry, in the internet industry. I I do that too with my supplements and my uh, consulting. Um,
0: what I now this brings up an example, so you're saying that samples work, right? Samples work. So what I know is with supplements is that when they got a sample for free, uh, they didn't value it that much, which you can lead into about authority. Sure. Because we were just talking about uh, you know, Mark Cuban. Um, they didn't value the sample, so sometimes they didn't ever use it. Right. But if they bought that sample, most of the time they tried
1: it. Okay. And so if they paid
0: for it, and it's covered. There's
1: no cost. Right. On our side. So and I'm glad you brought that up. So that this comes down to your ideal target. Right. So if you are in the weight loss industry, for example, and you're giving out uh, your samples of, let's say, this weight loss formula mm-hmm. and you're giving it to people who are already in shape. Chances are they might take it because it's free and we all like free stuff, but chances are they're not going to use it. Chances are they're not going to value it. Why? Because it's not your ideal target audience. Now, let's say you take that same formula and you give it to people coming out of Weight Watchers. Most likely, they're going to try it. They're going to sample it. They're going to reorder from you. It's a a different market. So you're talking about targeting. Target your market. Target target. Target your ideal market, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is one of the biggest budget wasters when it comes to marketing and advertising is people don't know who their budget is. They don't know, I'm sorry, they don't know who their uh, market is. And so they're doing the shotgun effect when it comes to marketing and, 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 uh, and and so they waste their budget and they say, well, advertising doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you did it wrong. And and you know what, and here's a great example of what exactly what I'm talking about. Um, And and this is uh, a story from another marketer, and he, he had created this direct mail copy for one of his clients who was in the carpet industry. And they, uh, he, had, he had been, uh, what do you call it, bombarding this neighborhood for approximately five or six weeks and uh, got no results, no sales whatsoever. And the copywriter, the marketer says, that's impossible. And he says, let's go drive around in the neighborhood where you're mailing uh, at. And so they drove around, and he came to find out that this was a dilapidated neighborhood. Ninety percent of the people that lived there were renters, uh, and, and it was just not a well-kept home environment. Now, why was he mailing that area?
0: Because he didn't know what he was doing. Random uh, zip code. He just didn't. Have oh, the exact,
1: Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. So that's what he asked. He said, "Why were you mailing these people?" He said, "Because they were so close to my office." Oh, so it was an area. It was an area. So he did mm-hmm. choose by zip code, and it was the closest zip code to the carpet cleaner's office. He was thinking that he, you know, it'd be easy for him to drive there, and you know, his logic was sound, but his market was bad. And so what they did is they took the exact same mailers. But now they targeted a, a demographic, a better demographic, where it was no renters; they were all homeowners, and they got a seven percent response in the direct marketing world it's it outrageously is outrageously good. It's huge. It's it huge. And so the guy went from zero sales to you know three or four hundred percent sales. Why? Because he just understood. Who his market was, who his ideal demographic was, and he was able to make that shift and make a bunch of money. And to me, that's a huge lesson.
0: Yeah, and it also depends on where your market is. I have a friend that uh, does uh, mortgages. Okay. And he sends out five thousand mailers. Sure. He gets less than one uh, percent. Right. The funds.
1: And which is pretty standard.
0: Yeah, less than one percent, maybe a point two five percent. Okay. Out of 025 percent. Less than that, 0.1 percent actually do a deal with them, right. and he makes 20 grand. Right. So you have to look at that. Now, yeah. obviously, he could uh, have a higher ratio uh, return on his investment of sending those mailers out, but it's enough
1: for him to make plenty of money and keep doing that. Right. So, so that's another thing that people don't understand. So that that's that's something that we talk about. It's called the cost of acquisition. So if It costs you five grand to acquire a $20,000 client. The question now is how many of those do you want, right? Do you want five of those a day, five of those a month, whatever? And, And so that's a big number that most people in the business world simply do not know. They don't know what it costs them to acquire a client. They don't know how long it takes them to acquire that client They don't know how much that client is is going to spend with them. What's called the the lifetime value of that client. So if you have a client and it costs you a thousand dollars to acquire that client, but he's going to spend $5,000 with you over the next six or seven or 10 months or 12 months or five years, then you can play around with those numbers and you start to understand, okay, I'm going to spend a thousand dollars, but I'm going to get me a $10,000 client over the next X, Y, Z time. And then, all you're doing now is, can you get that number down? Instead of paying $1,000 to get that client, can you get them for $800 and then $600 and so on down the road? But cost of acquisition is a really important number that you must know in order to grow your sales, in order to grow your company.
0: That's great. Thank you very much, for Just you one second. I made the radio show a little short, so we have two parts of this. Two. Two parts. So I'm going to end it. Guys, if you're listening to this episode of Bert Martinez, listen to episode two.